0: Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast. Where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman,
1: and I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, love and, and life. life.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Muse Mondays.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: It's Rebel and Muse podcast. I'm Kaleo.
1: Hi, Melanie. All right so it is a full moon the full moon was last night we were recording it the day after the full moon and it is a very powerful one this month i guess it's always pretty powerful for me i feel it a lot but this has been a lot of energy around you feel it
0: uh i saw i took a beach walk for a couple hours yesterday and i saw the most beautiful sunset i've ever seen in california ever ever since i've been here and then as soon as that sunset and so the most beautiful sunset i've ever seen dropped then I saw this full moon rising uh, outside of the Palomar Mountains, just coming over them, and I was—I was at that moment just okay. This is exactly where I need to be, right in the middle.
1: Yeah, it was so beautiful. We actually did a moon spell last night, a full moon spell, and it. We we do spells quite often. In fact, maybe we should do a podcast about spells. Yeah, yeah. So spells. I mean, they sound kind of witchy. I guess. I guess I'm kind of witchy. <laughs> But we um, spells are basically creating intentions and putting those intentions out into the universe for fruition. And we did a spell last night, um, just a, a, a basic spell of anything that you want to bring in. And um, we had candles and a, a quartz crystal. And we said our intention, you cast a circle, you, you light the candles, you say your intention, there's a whole process around it, and then you blow out your candle and you release the circle. And it's very quick, but it is a, a powerful ritual.
0: You know what's really cool is like, you know, growing up, you always like hear, okay, which, which is bad, which is evil. But then you read me um, some inserts from the book that you're reading, coincidentally called which, <laughs> right?
1: By Lisa Lister.
0: And how witch and uh, Wiccan and witchcraft is just more about natural, um, natural connections with with your environment,
1: with your earth and, yeah. and the moon cycle. Yeah. So actually, Wiccan and and witchcraft, those are just one small part of what we call under the blanket of witch. Every culture has their own traditional. Um, woman who was a healer, or that worked with herbs, or that was intuitive. And yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this in a a later podcast in depth. But, um, you know, we got so far away from working with the cycles of the moon and the cycles of earth and nature that we don't really tap into that too much anymore. So coming back to what you call, quote unquote, witch, it is just basically tapping into that nature and being a healer that we all are.
0: Well, it's like, you know, there's female, uh, like shamans, <laughs> Uh you know, like. <laughs> it, but it, it's so funny how they vilify um, witchcraft or getting connected to nature. in in that kind of sense and then they spin it for you know kids like when i was growing up a witch was a halloween costume and it was something really bad
1: bad and scary
0: right where where nowadays we're just kind of understanding that being in touch with nature is actually beneficial and healthy and optimal health exists with when you are incorporating your life into nature
1: yes absolutely and i could oh i could get Deep into this about how you know, back historically, the patriarchal society has tried to keep the the women healers down. But I will pause there and that will keep that for a future podcast if okay. anyone is interested.
0: <laughs> I well, I am Don't so get me
1: started, babe. <laughs> yeah, so
0: let's just come back to that next week.
1: All right, all sounds right. good. Um, but speaking of healing, we're going to talk about all things Reiki today and um. Reiki, so first of all, I am a Reiki master, and so is Kaleo. I have attuned, as a Reiki master, I attuned Kaleo to Reiki 1, and then Reiki 2, and then finally Reiki master. And the whole process is so beautiful, but we're going to get into it starting from um, exactly what is Reiki, for those of you who may not be familiar or need a, a little bit of a refresher on Reiki energy healing.
0: I like this history, I'm all in.
1: Well, first of all, uh, Reiki is a hands on energy healing. There are some traditions that are hands off, but I prefer the hands on. You know, I think we need, as humans, we need more um, touch. More touch, yeah. More touch that is intentionally good in our lives. So it's a hands on energy healing that um, flows through us. It's divine energy or universal energy, and it is an energy that we all have in us. As humans as these sentient beings as souls on this earth we all have this divine life force within us and when you are attuned to Reiki you're opened up as more of a channel in order to um, give it to yourself and to others and Reiki heals by flowing through affected parts of your energy field. So we have, um, like I said, this life force that flows through us and from us, and it flows within the physical body through pathways called chakras and um, energy meridians or nadis or energy channels. And it also flows around us in a field of energy called our aura. And this life force nourishes our organs and the cells, and supporting them in our in their vital functions. When this flow of life force or or energy is disrupted, then it can cause disease. Um, it can make you feel unhealthy, down, um, bad mood, bad anything. Yeah. functions of the organs and the tissues of the physical body can be interrupted. So this goes along the same thing, you know, as our acupuncture acupressure releasing energy well reiki heals by flowing through affected parts of our energy field and charging them with the positive energy so it raises the vibration vibrations of our energy field in and around the physical body or negative
0: so it breaks the dam
1: yes yeah that's a a nice way to put it it breaks the dam Mm -hmm. so When we clear this energy, so actually let me back up a little bit. Reiki heals on four levels. It heals on the physical level, it heals on an energetic level, an emotional level, and then finally a spiritual level. So if we are seeking a Reiki treatment and maybe we're having some um, pain in your lower back, well, if the Reiki doesn't quickly heal the, the pain in your lower back, keep in in mind that it's still working and maybe healing on another level that you're not even realizing yet that may be finally manifesting as pain in your lower back.
0: Right. Because it it truly is all connected. I mean, even a a pain in your back could be something deeply embedded as, as um, an emotional trauma Mm -hmm. from years ago that is just now coming to your attention in a physical way. Right. And this, what always trips me out about us being beings is the mind, the body, and the spirit connection, and how how they really all align, there because one affects the other at any time. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So when we are. Um Doing a Reiki session or when somebody is is receiving Reiki, it's not the practitioner that is guiding the energy. I mean, we can, in our mind, you know, I usually have an affirmation or a mantra that I repeat when I'm giving a Reiki treatment. But the the divine energy, the universal energy knows exactly where it needs to be to heal this being. So I'm just a a conduit, or the Reiki practitioner is just a conduit for the energy to flow through in order to reach those four levels of healing on the the recipient.
0: And I love the fact that we're all able to channel this energy. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us. It's just what and how um, your awareness is uh, or what you're paying attention to and um, being prepared with the tools to be able to help Not only yourself, but other people and other beings around you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, uh, my business partner Danielle and I, we just attuned a group of Reiki 1 practitioners to Reiki Level 2 yesterday. And one of the Reiki practitioners said that she had been playing with energy since she was a child. And this is, you know, far before she had even become attuned to reiki so it's all within us i mean that is what we are made up with is this divine energy or the universal life force
0: so it wasn't anything that was just created it was already there but it was identified and then worked on by um these these uh reiki i don't know what you would call them uh (laughs) <laughs> Not creators, but facilitators.
1: Right. So it was formed into a system, basically. So even though it is, it, it is what we're made of, mm-hmm. and we all have it. We are, we're all healers. If we are on this planet as beings, we are healers. Um, but it was, it was formed more into a practice and a, a technique by um, Doctor Usui. So Doctor Mikau Usui. I think he was born in the mid to late eighteen hundreds. And the history of Reiki. So there's there's two different versions of the history of Reiki. There's a contemporary one, and then there's a traditional story.
0: Want to give us a little summary on each?
1: Um, yes, a little summary, huh? Yeah.
0: <laughs> or or you know just just you know kind kind of a keep the time factor in mind.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Or not, whatever. Let it roll.
1: So the traditional story is that um, Reiki was discovered or rediscovered by Dr. Mikao Usui, we'll just call, her doc- call him Dr. Usui, and he's a founder of the Usui system of Reiki. So there's different systems, the, um, the most practiced in my knowledge is the Usui system of Reiki. And he was a principal and a teacher in a school in Japan, and his students challenged him by asking him how the um, biblical prophets could heal people, and he couldn't answer this. So he decided to make it his life's work to go around the world starting in america and try to to figure this out because he wanted to have the answer he didn't feel right teaching the history without knowing exactly why and so he started in in America and then he went to Japan he went into Buddhist monasteries and churches and talked to so many people about it eventually he came across a Zen monastery that allowed him to study the writings of the Japanese sutras and also sans- sans- Sanskrit sutras and someone there I don't know what they're called are they called um, monk
0: I'm gonna leaders? go with that yeah monk leaders <laughs> Go for it.
1: <laughs> I should have it in my book somewhere. Right. A monk, a monk leader, um, abbot, ha, huh, that's what it is. So he told him that he should, or he suggested that he take a spiritual pilgrimage to a mountain where Buddhist monks used to meditate for enlightenment. So he did. He decided to take a twenty-one day meditation or or journey. And so he laid out 21 stones, and he said he's going to stay there for 21 days and meditate and hopefully find the answer. And so every day he would take away a stone and he continue meditating. And then on the 21st day, he didn't really find what he was looking for, so he got kind of frustrated. (laughs) And then out of the blue, he saw this, um, oh, gosh, I think it was like a lightning strike or colors. He just saw something fantastical. And he had kind of a, it hit him in the forehead, and he had an out of body experience where he saw colors and light. And he saw the symbols of Reiki, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And so he ran down the mountain feeling like, okay, I, I've got something. And he fell and he stubbed his toe. So he instantly put his hands on his foot, and all of the pain went away. He healed himself. So he kept running down the mountain. And he spoke to people who, was, who were complaining of um, some illnesses or ailments, and he put his hands on them, and, and he healed them as well. So he began working as a healer in, um, I think, in a, a poor colony. And he started realizing that some of these people that he was healing, they had just returned to a life of being poor and of begging and he was wondering why if he's healing them they're not getting better in their lives and so he realized that he was ignoring their spiritual needs and which is just as important as their physical healing so after meditating upon this he came up with the Reiki ideals and we'll talk about that a little bit later too so then he started teaching other people how to do Reiki so that You know, everyone else could heal themselves. Right, so instead of just taking
0: care of the effects, you get down to the cause. Yeah. Right, okay.
1: And so um, before he passed away, uh, I believe in the late 1920s, he passed on the Reiki, um, all of his Reiki knowledge to a man named Dr. Hayashi. And he was the first master, Reiki master, after Dr. Usui.
0: Wow, okay, what year is this?
1: Um late 1800s no let's see no i'm sorry in the early 1920s because i think he passed away in 1926
0: okay okay
1: so then dr hayashi passed it on to his granddaughter and his granddaughter passed it on to others and so it just kept going from there and this is the lineage that you and i have been trained to do reiki in So, so this is
0: fantastic it's like it's it's even though it's ancient uh, energy coursing through us, the actual practice of it isn't ancient at all
1: uh, you mean the where it's it's like a guided system
0: that's what I mean correct right okay yeah, yeah. because I mean uh if Jesus was using Reiki, that is 2000. Or whatever yeah it is. or or yeah, whoever just this divine energy Yes mm-hmm. yeah, this divine energy but now Reiki has a name to it so yes, just because it, it's yeah. a
1: formulated system now right. So that's the that's the the traditional story. Okay. The contemporary story is more about how Dr. Usui created this technique. Right? It wasn't so much he was on a mountain um, and this came to him in a bright rainbow of colors. He created this technique. Even he was a- actually a healer, and he wanted to teach others, and so he wanted to make sure that the system was freely available to all. And in 1923, an earthquake strike struck um, outside of Tokyo, and it destroyed Tokyo and Yokohama. And I think 100, oh, 140,000,
0: 150,000 people died. Oh, my gosh. Massive earthquake. Yeah, it was earthquake. one
1: of the greatest natural disasters in Japanese history at the time. And, and he would go and give many treatments to the victims. And so in recognition of that, he was um, awarded an honorary doctorate. And when he was giving a healing at a naval base, he met a group of officers who became his students, um, including Dr. Ch- Chuijiro Hayashi, the one that we just talked about right. in the traditional story. So after Dr. Usui died, Dr. Hayashi brought the Reiki, this whole Reiki thing, to the West. And now we'll talk a little bit about a woman that he had treated. So there's a woman named Hawaio Takata, and she was actually born on the island of Kauai, just like you. Yeah. (laughs) And she suffered from a lot of serious medical conditions, and she was about to have surgery one day. And on the operating table just before surgery was going to start, she heard a voice saying the operation is not necessary. And so she asked her doctor if there's any other ways to heal besides surgery, and he referred her to Dr. Hayashi's clinic. So...
0: Nick of time, huh?
1: Right. So I'll try to make this long story a little bit shorter. No, it's
0: okay. Run it. In. I'm, I'm intrigued.
1: <laughs> he, you are. I'm hoping everyone else out there is, is still intrigued. So it's just such a great story. Yeah. So Dr. Takata... or Sorry, Mrs. Takata started getting healings from uh, Dr. Hayashi. And all of the... Whenever he would put his hands on her, she thought he was using some sort of electrical equipment because it was so hot. And when she found out that it was actually just their hand, she decided that she needed to learn this because this had helped her with all of her medical issues. Wow. So at this time, the doctor was looking to teach Reiki to another woman besides his wife because at the time, they were going through war, and he knew that all the men would be called out to war. This is in Hawaii. And the women would stay home, and he wanted this tradition to continue. And the only way for it to make sure that it was going to continue is to have the women who are at home keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So he attuned her to a master level in the late 30s and gave her permission to te- teach Reiki in the West. So here we have a Japanese woman, Mrs. Takata, and, and this is after World War II. So she had been doing Reiki for a few years now, and she's a woman. She's a Japanese woman. She's doing healing technique in the United States after World War II. Oh, in and, Hawaii, you no know less. Right. So memories of Pearl Harbor were still in everyone's minds, very evident. Uh-huh. And you know, here she is trying to teach this Japanese technique. So you can imagine that the um, American people were probably not in favor of of receiving that mm-hmm. at that moment. And for that reason. Uh, Mrs. Takata adapted the Reiki principles to the West. So she modified the practices of Reiki. And also she put together a a devised story, a different story about the history of Reiki. So instead of um, Dr. Usui being a Tendai Buddhist and you know, starting in, in that way from the traditional story, she created the story about Dr. Usui being a Christian theologian who traveled the world on a great quest to deliver um, a healing system that could replicate the healing of Jesus.
0: Well, so she. she that's not that far off. I mean, it no. is far off, but I mean, in the <laughs> vein of things, it's not that far off because.
1: No, it's not. It's basically just making the story accessible Uh to people at the time. Right. And it is still the truth. I mean, this is the the divine energy. So wherever it originally came from, it's still all within us.
0: Yeah, because Jesus was a hands-on healer.
1: Mm, Right. right. And so are we.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, um, okay, so we're talking about how it heals on all levels.
1: Right. And it may not be the level that we understand and and want for example maybe we are going through grief and um, we're experiencing some neck pain or maybe we've had a lot of tragedy in our past or even in past lives that we aren't even you know we're not aware of on this this level but we are experiencing something physically and so we go to a reiki session or maybe we can't sleep We go get a Reiki treatment wanting to sleep better, wanting to have um, better knees, whatever it is that we're seeking, and we come out of the first treatment going, well, my knees still hurt, or, well, usually you'll sleep better after one session anyway. But maybe what we think we need hasn't been, quote unquote, addressed yet.
0: Well, we're so we're so looking for that um the quick fix the quick fix the yeah. the single bullet kind of thing where when you understand that all of these things are connected mm-hmm. then it becomes um it becomes a lot more vast yes and and, he- and yeah and a, and a tricky knee or um a sore ankle uh out of nowhere you know if, if it's like an injury then you know okay cool but when it's like just kind of pain i was like you know at my lower back or my shoulders are really tight and you know you didn't have any kind of exercise or a workout or anything like that then there's all these things that can be interconnected with each other that you really need to pay attention to and this is what i really find fascinating about the mind body spirit connection
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when we have these, you know, random pains or whatever you want to call them, Mm -hmm. it's usually a physical manifestation of something that is deeper. I think it's the the last-ditch effort for our beings, our psyche, to go, okay, this needs to be addressed, so here's a pain in Mm -hmm. your ass, (laughs) right whatever it is so that you pay attention you know a lot of times we're not very um connected on all of these levels because we have so much going on in our modern day-to-day life so you know we tend to not sit and go whoa spiritually i feel like i need a little bit of work sometimes we do but other times it takes some pain to go oh okay i need to slow down and pay attention what is this represent- representing
0: representing it's, it's, it's exactly right like the emotions are allowing your body to know that we need to process this. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna just try to overlook it, then we're gonna send some sensation somewhere on you. And that's just it's just a beautiful indicator. And it's it's really uh, beneficial to not look at it as like a death sentence either. You know, if you've got like a sensation maybe in an arm or a leg or in your lower back
1: (laughs) usually that's not a death sentence
0: well no no what I'm saying is like um one's mind can go like huh okay I've got this pain going on in my in my left hand or you know I've got this sensation going on in my lower back um I'm just gonna ignore I'm just gonna ignore it and then it gets worse and then it gets worse and then it gets worse and then you think and then your mind can just go anywhere it wants to like oh maybe it's a tumor or maybe I'm prone to um, a stroke. Maybe it's stress-induced. Maybe it's, you know, and you just go online and you Google WebMD or something, and then it (laughs) lists like, oh yeah, well, you know, that's definitely a symptom of MS, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and then that's what I'm talking about, a death sentence, Right. and that's what I wanted to, like, make sure, like, it doesn't have to be so serious if you allow yourself, two things for me. Um, Let's pay attention to what's happening. And let's get silent and really kind of slow things down for me to see what's going on in my life. The way that life moves, it moves so fast. It's that's our that's our society. If you know you if our phones don't don't uh, you know find something on um, on your Safari or your Google uh, quickly, you're like, oh, this is just this is you know.
1: Or if Siri doesn't know
0: the answer Or if if you can't get the answer right (laughs) away Like this is the kind of like the Area of life that we live in And so when you become Still and you get to slow things down And then you can actually bring things To your attention and your awareness and be mindful Then it's going to help you out In this quest of okay well Now that I realize that these Things all associate Together mind, body, spirit, emotions All of it now I can actually Take a breath and go hmm is this sensation something deeper than just a physical sensation? Mm -hmm. And if so, now that I'm just aware of that, I feel more confident in being able to take the right direction to uh, alleviate this sensation that's unpleasant or whatever. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so Reiki heals on all all of those levels. And let's talk a little bit about when you're attuned to Reiki, so the different levels of attunements. Mm -hmm. So Reiki 1, there's three levels or degrees of Reiki which are in the the Usui system of Reiki that we are Reiki masters in. And they're achieved by successive initiations. The first degree of Reiki is Reiki 1. And when you get the attunement for Reiki 1, there's two actual attunements in the Reiki 1 process. And when you are attuned, you are opened up as a channel or a conduit in order to start healing. Usually yourself, of course, you can heal others as well, but the Reiki one attunement is, is um, traditionally for opening yourself up for healing you. And that's a really important thing. I, I think if anyone is gonna pursue being a Reiki practitioner, really have an everyday self-healing practice. Mm. And it doesn't have to be a full treatment an hour or 30 minutes you can even before you wake up in the morning put your hands on yourself call in the reiki put your hands on yourself for a few minutes if you have trouble going to sleep which is something that i tend to do sometimes i'll call in the reiki and i'll I'll give myself reiki and then i usually crash out
0: that's usually my to go to as well Mm -hmm. is uh the nighttime where um i place my right hand on my stomach and my left hand on my heart You know, and I really focus on the energy coming in and just settling everything for me to have a a really deep sleep.
1: It's wonderful. It's so relaxing. Also, one hour of a Reiki treatment, a Reiki session, is it equals three hours of very restful sleep. So when you go to get a Reiki session, one hour, it's like having three hours of, of really restful sleep.
0: Oh, I believe it. Like when I go to the, uh, the Oceanside Acupuncture Center, I'm only there for 45 minutes. But it, when I leave, it's like I've slept for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You know, just uh, it's, it's the undamming. <laughs> it's the undamming of the energy. And so it just flows and your body's, it's recouping. It's like, okay, sick. This is the rest that I've been wanting and needing for a while. Thank you so much for allowing us to have this time to have a cellular celebration and all align.
1: I like that cellular celebration. <laughs> <laughs> so the second degree of Reiki. So let's say you've been attuned to Reiki one, you're ready to move on to Reiki two. Mm-hmm. So at the Reiki two level, there are, there's just one attunement in the Reiki two um, the reiki to attunement basically and this is where you are opened up as a, a deeper channel and you also ha- are given three techniques in the form of symbols sacred symbols that you can use to get rid of negative energy there's a power symbol and there is one for distance healing so that you can send reiki to anyone over space and time
0: that's fantastic because you know With all of our family back home Mm -hmm. It's Or you know All of our friends Scattered around the globe It's really nice If any one of them are You know Going kind of Through a challenging time We may Be able to just send Good vibes Good energy Towards them You know
1: Actual Reiki healing energy
0: Right Which again This parallels a lot Of like um, You know Old Old teachings Of you know When uh, someone Asks um, Can you please pray for us Or Send your prayers, you know, send your, energy. it's all connected. You just call them different names. It's just a different, you know, way to put the words, but it's all the same thing. You're sending this concentrated thought and energy into, um, someone who, who may need it at the time.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree that it's definitely intention for sure, Uh but I do believe that there is a slight difference between sending an intention of love and sending a prayer and actually sending the, the Reiki healing.
0: What what are the main differences to you?
1: Well, to me I think like I said, the a, a prayer or good energy, good thoughts, that's uh-huh. all that's an intention. Right? So right. intention is is very powerful. Um, the Reiki energy, you're calling it in. As a Reiki practitioner, you are attuned to actually send this healing beam of light through time and space. I know it sounds pretty woo woo, but I absolutely believe it and I've felt it and and experienced it many times over.
0: Yeah, this and is a safe use, place for woo-woo.
1: You use the technique, the sacred technique, the sacred symbol of distance healing to, as well as the power symbol to send this to someone else far away and I believe that they are getting it through. It is it is the divine energy. So it's it's similar than intention and prayers and sending love, mm-hmm. but it is a formulated technique to actually send this divine healing.
0: Well, it actually it brings in more focus as well because of the um, attention to the intention.
1: Attention to intention, yeah. yes. And by being attuned. Mm-hmm. So the next attunement is Reiki Master. So it's a three-part attunement to become Reiki master. And Reiki master heightens a practitioner's vibration to channel the universal energy. So this is the, the highest level of the Usui system. And you're taught one additional technique, which is the Reiki master symbol. And you're also taught to attune others into Reiki 1, 2, and master. So you are now a master and a teacher. Wow, okay. Yeah, which you are now.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, which we both are, and um, also you're. You guys are providing workshops and um, and uh, private Reiki sessions at Yoga Oceanside.
1: Yes, so we do have a, a Reiki program at my studio, Yoga Oceanside, where my partner Danielle Fowler and I, as Reiki masters, we attune. We have workshops to attune others to Reiki one. Uh, Reiki 2, and then we're doing our first master class in December.
0: Rad. Yeah, December That's fantastic. 15th. And then um, you've been doing a, a yin class for how many years now?
1: Mm, I don't know. A really long in time. Since we started the studio. Yeah, yeah Eight, a really long years. time.
0: And so um, yin uh, Yin yoga infused with Reiki, which you, which you do every week, multiple times a week, actually. Right. Uh, it's one of those... I I think that it's one of the greatest ways to be introduced and that way you can just have a little bit of Reiki um, and just to experience for a little bit and just to experience for yourself because when I first experienced Reiki it was like, okay, what is... it, it? to be totally honest, it was super Mr. Miyagi to me. <laughs> you know, when Daniel's son hurts his leg. Wax or no, on. his wax shoulder. Off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Mr. Miyagi rolls in and like Daniel's like, yeah, he just like did like nine cars, classic cars, by the way, not easy to wax. And he comes in and just puts his hands on his shoulders. And then all of a sudden he's ready to work again. And so, yeah. yeah and so that was my first, like, I was like, okay, this is what Reiki is. And then I didn't realize like the, the depth of it until i started to actually really notice it in the body but that's that's exactly how i work though like i don't really necessarily believe it until i experience it i'm getting better at this but you know old old habits die hard like bruce willis and it was really incredible for me to just take a little bit of the reiki yin classes um and then get my first private Mm mm-hmm Private and, Reiki, customized yes, Reiki session. Yes, customized Reiki. Yeah. After I've had little nibbles, then I was ready to actually sit down for dinner. <laughs> and then I was so blown away because you did my first private. And this is, this is when I really knew Reiki was incredibly powerful. And I was laying on the table and it literally felt like you were shoving me. It felt like you were rocking, rocking me, me yeah. on the table. Yeah, and there was this just like I felt like I was on a boat,
1: and I wasn't moving my hands. By the way,
0: no, you weren't touching me.
1: No, I was touching you. You're, oh, okay. My hands were on you, but I was not moving them.
0: It, well, it felt like you were like rocking my boat. Yeah, and so it it was when it, when we talked afterwards, um, and I needed water, and I needed I was going through a lot of clearing, and and you said I was like so so you just rock people like that on the on the thing and that's it it's like you're just like Noah uh, uh, i remember you not touching me but if you're touching me you're just like no i yeah, just yeah I, I always do hands-on i okay good um you just no. i just left my hands there so that rocking that you felt was the energy coming through that just blew me away and then that's what opened up the door for me to to want to become a, a reiki master mm-hmm. because i knew like okay wow this is this is really powerful stuff and Again, quantum physics keeps, I mean, science is just catching up with all of these things that ancient wisdom has been telling us for years, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like quantum physics and science now is finally catching up to, you know, things that Buddha was explaining 2,000, 3,000 years ago, whatever.
1: so exciting.
0: It is. It, it's really a, a cool experience.
1: So when, when you're receiving Reiki, sometimes the recipient may feel heat, Sometimes they may feel cooling, uh, they may feel like tingling, or like Kaleo said, rocking. Um, Or you could feel nothing at all. But Reiki is always working. It is always working and it can never harm. It's always working for good. So even if you may not feel anything, which I think pretty much everyone um, that I've laid my hands on in, in a Reiki way has felt something or other they are still getting it It maybe just will sleep really well at night maybe it's healing on a level that we a far deeper level that we don't even know about yet Um, but it is working yeah so if you are interested in in experiencing reiki um, if you are in our area we have a few classes on the schedule per week we have all of the yin yoga classes and the restorative yoga classes do offer reiki oh yeah the restorative yoga classes, do offer Reiki healing as well. And that gives you just a little taste of what it is, of what the feeling is. And you can also, if you, like I said, in the area, we do have many practitioners on our roster that are available to give customized Reiki yoga sessions. And in each one that we do at our studio, we incorporate healing stones, so gems, and um, aromatherapy
0: remember uh the last retreat and we did that optional yin class yes and there was um some first timers to reiki for that one and the the feedback was so fantastic to hear you know um i'm thinking that maybe we just do a a reiki retreat
1: yeah that is i mean that is in our to-do books (laughs) we do we are thinking about doing a yoga retreat possibly in hawaii where people would be attuned it's a a reiki retreat where people will be attuned to reiki one uh, maybe even reiki two
0: i like that idea a lot i mean just to um go ahead
1: if you're not in the area and you are curious about reiki there's a wealth of knowledge online i really recommend um, googling a man by the name of william rand r-a-n-d and he is a reiki master he has so much out there that is um, pretty comprehensive he has articles and books and uh, i think a reiki association he is a wealth of knowledge Um, and if you are interested in getting a reiki treatment wherever you are out there Um, google maybe uh, reiki practitioners in your area or maybe see if there are classes that incorporate reiki into like yoga classes that incorporate reiki into it
0: yeah and actually bring it up with some friends too see you never know which one of your friends is is receiving these treatments just because someone's not saying it doesn't mean they're they're getting it Mm -hmm. um and it's it's one of those things like what do you ha- you have nothing to lose it's right you have absolutely nothing to lose just give it a try you have everything to gain as far as um just even learning more about yourself which is like the most beautiful uh, opportunity that we have here
1: yep and i would say if you do get a reiki session out there and it's just kind of meh okay that was interesting keep in mind that the Reiki is working no matter what. However, every practitioner has their own style, their own way of doing Reiki. I know I've had a Reiki session once in the past by a woman that I didn't know, and it was a lot different from what I was used to. And it it definitely wasn't bad. I mean, the Reiki felt amazing, but her technique was a little bit different, and I I tend to gravitate towards more of um what i'm what i'm used to Mm -hmm. and so if something doesn't vibe with you if it's just kind of meh even though the reiki is working find another practitioner and everyone has their own style of how they give the treatment some people are more um hands-on and they they like to create a sacred space other people may not jump into that they may jump into the reiki right away so just keep in mind that it's just like finding a massage therapist that you enjoy or um, another practitioner yoga teacher that you enjoy and that that you vibe with
0: really well said Uh, acupuncturist even exactly right yeah Yeah. And, and anything that has to do with clearing energy for you to operate and to be optimal I mean, why not investigate it?
1: Right, because even though the practice, the healing modality is working, like the acupuncture is working, the Reiki is working, the massage is working, all of that is working, you still want to have a good experience. So it's just, are you vibing with this person's technique or not? There's no right or wrong. It's just what you tend to gravitate towards and what you like.
0: Right, and for all you like uh, science heads out there, like this is it's really interesting I, I, I continue to see this it's science is actually catching up to all of this and it's really it's a, it's amazing it's time. So exciting. yeah it's an amazing <laughs> time to, to be um, you know witnessing um, and all of these like old school professors are coming out nowadays who've studied the the old science ways just saying hmm you know what we are atoms we are energy this makes a lot of sense Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, you know what, actually don't take anyone's opinion, go for it. Just try it, figure it out. You have nothing to lose and, uh, everything's a gain. And not only that, it's just a new experience that you can have in your life. And that, by the way, is really interesting because we just watched this whole brain study about having new experiences, uh, strengthening your brain and, um, allowing yourself to, to be, more open, more intelligent, and allowing your brain to get stronger. Well, that's right. A, that's a whole nother one. She was saying,
1: it was this TED Talk we watched, watched last night, and I can't remember her name, but we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, okay. So it was a TED Talk about how every experience you have changes your brain. So by the time you're done listening to this podcast, your brain is changing. Now it's what you feed your brain that's going to be whether your brain changes in a positive way or in a negative way. And by feeding it, nourishing stuff like things that you're interested in, things that make you uh, question things, um, n- gaining knowledge.
0: Beneficial behavior.
1: Beneficial behavior. Uh-huh. All of that is going to change your brain in a beneficial way. And then, of course, the opposite is true if you seek out other things that don't serve you.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's your choice. Free will. You get to do whatever you want to do yep but uh thank you because you found your way here to this rebel and muse podcast and if you found any of this interesting go ahead to itunes leave a review leave a five-star rating notice how <laughs> i did that and uh also go to the website rebelandmuse.com
1: oh you just said website
0: website <laughs> like yes please <laughs> yeah we're we're, we're, uh, we're taking website off of the menu <laughs> Go to the Reb site. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for joining us and, and spending your uh, a little bit of your Monday with uh, the Rebel and Muse podcast.
1: All right, thanks. Aloha. Bye.